about Art Monk and Russ Grimm making the Hall of Fame ballot. Again. Again. We talk about how Tony Romo, reminiscent of November 5th, blew the game with Dallas. All this much more live with Aaron Johnson Jr. Man, I barely got it in there. Dude, you took way too long on that. Sick. Uh, anyway. Um. So, yeah, let's go ahead and jump right into the uh, Tony Romo talk. Cause, uh, I just wanted to mention, um, the last time I saw a cowboy cry, his name was Danny White, and he had just been <laughs> gobbled up for uh, an after-dinner mint by Dexter Manley. And uh, I was telling Aaron this on the phone the other day, that there's some sports store here in southeastern Virginia, Hampton Roads, Tidewater, the Seven Cities, whatever you want to call it, that is bringing him in for an autograph session at a yet-to-be-determined time, I believe, next weekend. <laughs> and Aaron said the exact same thing I thought when I heard it on the radio. Why are they bringing a, bring cowboy? a cowboy? Exactly. To Redskins country. What's up with that? That'd be the equivalent of bringing, like, Joe Gibbs into Fort Worth and having them sign his book at the local borders or something. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah, Joe Gibbs is coming in to sign... Uh... Fourth and ten. <laughs> Good Lord, how many times, if he had a, if he did that and he had a nickel for every time he heard, how about them cowboys? How about them cowboys? <laughs> well, but Aaron had a good point. I should get a, a big blown up picture of uh, Dexter Manley where he's got his arms up like a big, like, <laughs> Halloween ghoul getting ready to just house him uh, from that, that wonderful NFC championship game and uh, bring it in and be like, man, this is one of the best moments in the history of the Redskins. Would you sign this, please? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, don't cry. It'd be like Danny White, Sacky. 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 <laughs> Speaking of, I was watching that game a few weeks ago. Yeah, they were talking about it on the radio. They're like, who led his team to three consecutive NFC championship games? And I was like, to what? Did they say Super Bowls? No. Because <laughs> they got beat. Championship games. <sighs> oh, my. Yeah, I thought that was. That was just blew my mind. <laughs> For some reason, these, these uh, stores, they, they seem to want to uh, bring in. They, they don't have a lot of pool with Redskins, apparently, or I don't know. I don't know what it is, but they bring in questionable people. Uh-huh. <laughs> Speaking of questionable people, it's questionable. Um, well, no, I don't want to get off of this subject yet. First of all, I have to say <laughs> how much I reveled. In the waning moments of that NFC wild card uh, matchup between the uh, Dallas Cowboys and the Seattle Seahawks, because what was it about four or five times in the course of about thirty seconds that Dallas fans got their hopes up that they were going to win that game, and three times on that last play where uh, you know they drove down there, you know. Thought they had the first down and could run down the clock. And it, oh wait, by further review, it wasn't a first down. So there was their first um, shot in the arm. Right, with Jason Witten on the uh, the tight end, which he didn't make it, by the way. And then, um, so the next one was on the next play where they uh, went to uh, kick the field goal, 
And, uh, of course, Tony, Pro Bowl quarterback Romo, um, flubbed the, the hold. And that was shot in the arm number two for Cowboys fans. But then he picked it up and he could go get the touchdown. And that was the point where I think every single Redskins fan watching the game, and basically any fan of any of the other teams, because everyone hates the Cowboys, was sitting there going, oh, man, he's going to get in and score a touchdown. But but no, then it was evident that he wasn't going to score a touchdown, so there's a shot in the arm for the Cowboys fan. And then they're like, oh, well, he's not going to get the touchdown. But he could still get the first down there if he makes it to the one. And then uh-huh. our good friend, what's his name, Babino? Makes the shoestring tackle. And, uh, nope, he didn't get the first down. Dallas loses. Very reminiscent of November 5th. (laughs) Except, except unlike November 5th, when, um, the Redskins blocked the kick, this time they did it to themselves. (laughs) And speaking of, who, who voted for Tony Romo as a Pro Bowl quarterback? That just goes to prove my whole thing about how anyone just, Oh yeah, I've heard of that guy. I'm at the bar late on Friday night and I'm on my, my singular phone and, uh, the Pro Bowl ballots on here. I think I'll vote for this dude because I've heard of him. It's ridiculous. Yeah, the Pro Bowl, isn't that tomato sauce or something? Anyway, speaking of ballots and controversy. Yeah. Uh, once again, Art Monk is up for the, on the finals for the, um, NFL Hall of Fame in Canton, Ohio. Right, along with, uh, the OG, that's offensive guard, uh, Russ Grimm. Russ Grimm. Master Russ! Master Grimm! <laughs> and, um, and once again, we're gonna have to lobby and say, yes, Art Monk needs to be in that. Uh, because he was not only a classy player, but he was a go-to dude for many years. I forget how many consecutive games he had a catch in, and when he retired, he had the most receptions of any receiver, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I believe you're correct. Played in... Bill Parcells, reading the article today, um, even Bill Parcells back in 1995 was like, he's on a downward, something, something to the effect of he's rolling downhill at a fast rate of speed, and he'll be in Canton in no time. Mm-hmm. And he's still not. Well, what the heck's going on? Did he play in, did he play in, um, three Super Bowls or just two? Three, right? I don't think he played in all three though, because he, he had a tendency, he was injured for one of them and he couldn't play. I don't think he played in the first one. Yeah. And he had that, that touchdown overturned right when, uh, instant replay. Oh, in 91. I'll never forget that in the back of that yellow painted end zone. Yeah. <laughs> And I was like, man, didn't matter. We didn't need it. I've hated instant replay ever since. <laughs> I thought he was, dude, I thought he was in all three Super Bowls. I don't think so. I thought he was in all three. Maybe that, that'll be our question this week. I know he went to four Pro Bowls. Dude, I could pull out my Rich Tandler's Redskins A to Z right quick and look it up if you want me to. Oh, sweet. Did you get that for Christmas? Yeah, I got it for myself. and um as always uh rich tandler if you're listening feel free to contact us and come on for a segment because we are fans of your blog oh yeah and uh, we can't say that about too many people but yeah he's got a good blog over there at um 
What's the website there, John? The WarpathInsiders.net. Yeah, WarpathInsiders.net. Check out Rich Tandler's blog. He pretty much says the same, about the same kind of stuff we say. Has the same feeling, but he has like years and years of Redskins knowledge penned up and wrote this Redskins A to Z book, which is basically a uh, um, in-depth review of every Redskins game from like the beginning until I think like what was it, two thousand and one or something? I don't know. It's pretty sweet. It's pretty sweet if you haven't checked it out. Um, anyway. So, and, yeah, Art Monk's on the ballot again. Russ, um, and then Russ Grimm, of course, is a member of the most famous offensive line of all times. Yeah. Hey, let me let me give you the official Russ Grimm, Russ Grimm thing here. Can I give you this? Sure. Go for it. Russ Grimm actually played in four Super Bowls. Right. Mm-hmm. And he won three of them. Yep. As a guard and center. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, He's a BA. Yep. He won three. He started in Super Bowl 17 and helped Washington run for two ever, rush for 276 yards and a 27 to 17 win over Miami. And then was substituted as the Redskins rushed for 405 combined yards in victories against Denver in Super Bowl 22 and Buffalo in Super Bowl 27. Mm-hmm. Buffalo. And, and dude, that 1982 team was like, the offensive line was unstoppable. I still can't get it out of my head because I watched that game two weeks ago. I watched the championship <laughs> game, and it was just, like, unbelievable. I just wanted to watch the line and no one else because they were outstanding. Well, hopefully we'll get to see some similar work this coming season. Hopefully, that's yeah. Say, that's, a nice, that's a nice segue into the offensive line. Um, it's looking like the Redskins, as of right now, I just read this. The Redskins are one million dollars over the salary cap, and they only have forty-one players signed. Yeah, that's not good. Were, I heard there were two over, two million over, or read somewhere. But anyway, what's a million? To them, it's like five bucks. To me, that's like a lifetime's earnings. Right. The bigger <laughs> deal is that they're fourteen players under the limit. Yeah, yeah. They need. They still need to get fourteen dudes signed. Aaron, Aaron, or they got to find Sammy Balls in there. If you had a million dollars, dude. If you had a million dollars, you could run cable internet to your house a hundred times. Mm-hmm. And you know what else I could do? You know what else I could do? I could buy the Washington Redskins for one million dollars. <laughs> anyway. So anyway, we all know that uh, that Brother Russ, Brother Graham, Master Russ, Master Graham there, and uh, Art Monk, and... Uh, a shortly tenured Redskin Andre Reed, who was with the Redskins for his final season, kind of like how Art Monk went off to a couple other teams to finish his career. Uh, he's on the ballot too, and he had, I want to say, more catches than Monk when he retired. Well, uh, I think it was slightly more. Dude, Art Monk finished Tired. his career in the Redskins. Oh yeah, oh yeah. But you know, the Redskins won three Super Bowl in Buffalo, lost mm-hmm. four, so, yeah, or whatever. So what's better, losing four or winning three? I would have to exactly. lean towards lean, winning one would be better. <laughs> so that means the Redskins were three times better than losing four. Yeah, I would agree. Really, I would agree. So, uh, so anyway, the, the, the segueing into this this year's offensive line is 
Yeah, well, we need to get Dockery. There's something big to discuss, and that's Aaron's favorite player this week. Dockery, I only saw one little blurb about Dockery in the news, and it said they are not any closer on signing a contract with Dockery. And I was like, well, report something that does happen. Yeah. It's like, (laughs) you're not any closer to signing a contract with me either. Well, they need to get closer to signing a contract with Dockery. They need to make it done. They need to get a done deal on that. Yeah, they need to pay up. Because I'm sick of them paying up for these players that haven't done anything for the team. Right. And then, like, people that have worked their way through and, like, kind of sucked at the beginning and then got good, they were like, oh, here, here's a $1,000 raise. And, by the way, we're going to go hire Dion. Yeah, what's up with that? <laughs> but anyway, yeah, they need to get Dockery signed. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if either John Jansen, Chris Samuels, or um, – Randy Thomas restructured their contract to try to help out this salary situation because I'm pretty sure they want to keep the gang together. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I also wouldn't be surprised. Well, Mark Brunel is probably going to have to restructure, and he's the news out of this week is that he's um, got like four or five months of recovery for some torn ligament in his shoulder or something that he suffered. Um, on, he broke his labrum. On November 5th. Yeah. And that wonderful, wonderful game. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you know, I think he's pretty much come to terms that no one's going to sign him to give him a chance to be the starting quarterback anywhere right now with him coming off surgery. But he's already restructured once, hasn't he? I think he has. Yeah, he has once already. For Betts. I have to, he's going to have to do it again. He restructured when Betts, when they wanted to give him the raise or something, didn't he? Right, but he's going to have to do something else, too, I, I think. He's going to have to restructure again. Yeah, he's going to have to. Um, let's talk about some other people that can go or stay. Um, Archuleta. God. Um, I really, man, I really, really wish there was something we could do to to get some of that money back from Archuleta. Because, I mean, that really should go down as the worst free agent signing in the history of the team. It, it's like a, uh, it should be like a lemon clause in there. Oh, man. Yeah, all right. <laughs> <laughs> the lemon you suck this bad, we can you fire you without any salary cap hit. Yeah. You know what? I think Archuleta could be one of those guys that, like, just didn't work out for the Redskins. Like, if he went somewhere else and they gave him a shot, he could be, like, a star. But Dude, we could make a list of those people a mile long. I know, right? But, uh, and then he'll come back and make like some interception and return for a touchdown that like puts the Redskins out of the playoffs. Yeah, I kind of feel bad for the guy. I mean, I've said it before because of the whole Greg Williams thing, but you know, I don't because he makes more than me sitting on the bench in one day than I do working a whole year. So I don't feel bad for him at all. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. What else were we going to talk about here? Uh. Uh, Brandon Lloyd, you had some stuff you you dug up about Brandon Lloyd. Well, before we before we get to that, um, Todd Wade, it looks like is going to uh, going to try his hand at the free agency. Right, and I kind of I think we all kind of figured he would do that. He had one great game where he actually played. Right, great job backing up Jansen. He's like, yo, I want to start again. Yeah, he's looking for a starting position, that, and that's totally. I mean, you can totally understand that. I mean, he's kind of bounced around. He's been, he's had seven years in the NFL. He's been. He's with the Dolphins for like four years, and then he was at that wonderful team in Houston. And uh, then he came to uh, Washington, and maybe he brought the Houston Texans 
vibe with him to Washington. Maybe we just need to get rid of Todd Wade. We can't blame it on him, man. <laughs> <laughs> Why not, man? Yeah, come on. It's all Todd Wade's fault. He rubbed off on us from here. No, I'm going to blame it on Daryl Pounds. Yeah, he's about to say, if you're talking about a line, then we got to uh, we got to blame this one on Sharp or Donish. <laughs> We gotta, we gotta blame this one on, um, A. Brown. A. Brown. <laughs> but, but that said, he had, he had a whopping, uh, I think zero, zero tackles, I think, this year. Who? As a matter of fact, Todd Wade. I hope so. I hope so. He's an O lineman. <laughs> I hope he had zero tackles. <laughs> Did you mean like gave up zero sacks? Zero sacks, you mean? This one game. Uh, no, dudes, I'm just thoroughly confused. Oh wait, wait, wait! I have a special guest in the uh, in the uh, Chesapeake studio here. I've got I've got Tony Romo here. He wants to say a few words here. Hold on, here it comes. Here it comes. Hold on. What's that? What's that? What's that? Are you, are you, are you laughing? Are you okay? You feeling all right there, Romo? Oh, oh man, you guys are almost won your first playoff game since 1996. Are you were all upset by that. Oh, let's shut him up. Oh, he had to think about it for a minute. He was like, oh, hey, get out, get out. All I know is that David Lee from Williamsburg sent us in that picture that said, this makes a great <laughs> desktop background, and it's the picture of Tony Romo with the ball on its side for that, <laughs> for that field goal. <laughs> oh, it was beautiful. It reminds me this week, this week that Cowboys fan at work, I was just like smiling, and she was like, you can't say anything. I was like... I can say we beat you the last time we played. And then she was like, yeah, but we beat you first. So then I went up to my desk and um, did a little search on redskinsdb.com. And then <laughs> I sent her an email that was like, actually, we beat you first on October 9th, 1960, 24 to 16 or whatever it was, 26 to 14. I think it's twenty six fourteen, yeah. <laughs> and she was like, "You dug deep for that." <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, it's the off season podcast for HarryHogFootball.com, folks. Off season, we're going to be podcasting once a week, fifty two weeks a year, bringing you the latest on the Redskins news, and no, no matter how dazed and confused we might be, that's right. That's right. <laughs> That's a good segue, by the way, because we can go into, oh, yes, oh, yeah, do you hear that music? There it is. That's right. It's good old Tom's trivia. And get out a pencil and write down the answer from last week's question because no one got it. <laughs> I didn't think they would. And I'll read it back slowly so you can understand it. This was a tough one. Here's the question, in case you missed it. Basically... If a team is playing in an NFC or an AFC championship game, mathematically, what is the fewest number of wins possible a team could have and still be hosting the game? Okay, and part two is, 
What is the greatest disparity in wins possible between the host and the road team? Um, do you do you guys want to give it a guess? No. The latest, least amount of wins that a ho- that a hosting team could have in an NFC. We'll just say NFC so it doesn't get more confusing. In an NFC championship game is two. Two wins for the host team. And a 15-win disparity. <laughs> Dude, I still have no idea what you just said for the past. <laughs> that means you could only have two wins. You could be two and uh, 14. Dude, dude, if I get confused about Todd Way playing offense and defense... You think I'm going to understand what you just said? (laughs) Hold on. He goes on to explain it. Here it is, all right? Your entire division finishes with equal 0, 10, and 6 records. 6 ties, 10 losses. All right? So you're 0, 10, and (laughs) 6. One team will technically be the division winner. In another division, two teams go 15 and 1. Obviously, one of them is 15-1 and one and still finishes second in that division. Therefore, technically, the division winner with a 0-10-6 record will be a higher seed than the 15-1 second-place finisher. If they were to meet in the championship game, they'd play at the higher seed. So since the 0-10-6 team would not get a bye, they'd have to win two games to host the championship game and with a 15 and 1 seed with two playoff wins the records in the championship game would be 17 and 1 at 2 10 and 6 a 15 win disparity you know i think they might actually be addressing this in the off season meetings cuz they were talking about how ridiculous that sort of scenario is uh, during oh, the man. season i think they may change it to uh, the better record even if you win the division there's been talk about that Dude, but what are the chances that you would get six ties? <laughs> Pretty damn low. <laughs> I, I didn't even get that many ties for Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> Ridiculous, I know. All right. But so is a 5-11 and 11 season with a team loaded with this much talent. That's what he writes. <laughs> you got a point there, Tom. No one got your question right, so... And that sucks because this week we were giving Ray a brand new Ferrari, but sorry, no one got it. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, man, I better send in the answer this week, man. All right. I don't know if I got a question from Tom for this week's uh, trivia, but um, I'll tell you what, I I came up with one, and I'm going back to that same 1982 championship game that I watched, and here's the trivia question. Who caught the first pass from Joe Theismann in the 1982 NFC Championship game? NFC Championship game. That's what I said. NFC. One against the Cowboys? The one against, yeah, the Cowboys and Danny White. Danny White was crying in? Yeah, that one. one the, yeah, I think I remember that. I'll give you a hint. Who, I'll give you a hint who didn't catch that pass. That's the NFL's Danny White, folks. It wasn't Russ Grimm. Quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys. It wasn't Russ Grimm or Art Monk. <laughs> Illegal touching. <laughs> <laughs> Illegal touching. 
What was Russ Grimm's number? 65? No, dude, that was Dave Butt. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Was, uh, uh, you well, hold on, let me pull my, uh, my autographed Russ Grimm for School of Copenhagen Smokeless Tobacco autographed picture I got when I was a young lad. Um, down, and we can check that. Uh, he was, in fact, number 68. I was close. Uh, I like the fact he signed my picture, a Super Bowl 17 champion. Josh, are you alright, dude? You've been kind of like in a daze ever since that little debacle. What debacle? The, the Todd Wade debacle. You've just been going like, uh. No, dude, I've been, <laughs> chiming, in, I've been chiming in, but you've just been talking over me. Oh, sorry, dude. Oh, sorry. Um. That's alright. You know, John and I, John and I might have to, uh, do the podcast on our own next week. Oh, that's true. Aaron might be on a paternity leave for a week. Right. Uh, paternity leave, yes. Paternity leave, yes. That's right. We have the newest Washington Redskins fan. That's right. He's he's about to have a little Lebowski in the household. If and, it doesn't uh, happen by next podcast, man, his wife is going to be hating life. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> it is time. Dude, I think we'll be able to squeeze in the podcast. <laughs> so don't worry, people out there. Anyway, dudes, I think this about wraps up episode number 63. Oh, I just wanted to bring up one thing since I've been quiet. The uh, the Brandon Lloyd thing you, we were bringing oh, up yeah, before yeah, we were yeah, talking yeah. about. Yeah, sorry, I forgot about that. Oh, Lloyd. Brandon Lloyd, I guess, has some online, couple of online things. As a matter of fact, he has his own website, which still shows him as a San Francisco 49er. So if he's making all kinds of money, he should at least get somebody to update his website for him. <laughs> if you go to, I, think it's, I think it's BrandonLoyd.com. I'm going to get it right now. If you go to BrandonLoyd.com, Brandon Lloyd, I'm trying to hold the phone and type. Those are two L's. Dot com. L-L-O-Y-D. Anyway, I can't get to it right now. But um, if you go to BrandonLoyd.com, it does show him as a San Francisco 49er at the top. That's awesome. And I understand that he's got this awesome rap album. Really? (laughs) That's what I hear, dude. How awesome is it? I haven't heard it. Guess what, dude? I just went to the website tonight. And it showed up as 49ers. And now that I'm saying this, he must have, like, read our mind. It just comes up. www.beloid.com. Redesign currently underway. <laughs> I'm not kidding you. Literally, before the podcast, I went to the website. And it was there. No, man. He's, he's updating it just in time to get cut. It's going to take him another year to put on his next team. It's probably going to be the Cowboys. Going to go and hang out with his brother in arms, Terrell Owens. What did he catch this year? Twenty-three passes and zero touchdowns. He didn't catch a cold. <laughs> yeah, hell, he, he got bronchitis. Oh, that's right, he did. He caught laryngitis. And did he do a show that week? A podcast that week? Yeah, I think he has a weekly. He has a weekly show that he does, and he and he still did the podcast that that he, that he does. Avoid the void. Um, dude, my hat's off to you. You can do a podcast with laryngitis, but you can't play football with laryngitis. Wait a man up there, Floyd. Yeah. Hey, you know, this week we were going to do the uh, seasons, uh, games and kicks for, uh, for, from all the, uh, or the rest of the things that were sent in by you guys. 
Let's save them until oh, next I think week. We run out of time. Yeah, let's save them until next week. I'll get them more organized and whatnot. Sure, sure. If we can, if I'm even on here, it might be you guys solo, or I guess yeah. duo. Next I week. think we need to bring back a uh, something we used to do on the podcast. That, that you know, basically it's a filler for the off season. Um, it only fills up a little bit of time, but the uh, random Redskin of the week, I think, is something that we need to bring back. Oh yeah, that'd be good. I think we could. I got one um, that we can bring up. You got one for this week? I got one for this week. Go for it, dude. Uh, random Redskin of the week is 1988 sixth round draft pick Stan Humphreys. That's right, Stan Humphreys, a quarterback out of Northeast Louisiana. Outstanding. What is it with Louisiana and quarterbacks, man? There's tons of them out of there. Jason Campbell. Oh, man, that's Brett a really Carter. good point. A lot of good quarterbacks coming out of the state. Louisiana. Well, like gumbo. Mm-hmm. But it is. It's all that Cajun food. Oh, crayfish, man. Um, anyway, all right, dudes. Well, uh, yeah, that's about it. That's about it for this week. We'll talk. Hopefully, I'll be here next week. But if not, John and Josh will talk to you next week. Um, Aaron will be here. We'll get him in there. Oh, oh, we didn't bring up one thing. We put it on the website. Uh, Ethan Albright got re-signed. Yep. To another yep. one-year deal. Apparently, he does the one-year deal snapper. every year. The Red Snapper. Ah, oh, Red Snapper. I always think of that movie uh, UHF when I hear that. <laughs> Very tasty. Ooh, Mrs. Weaver. <laughs> yeah, well, he's back, which is great because he's been the man ever since Dan Turk must that snut or must that, must that punt in 2000 in the playoffs against the uh, Redskins hated rival Tampa Bay, who were playing again next year again. Do we play them more than our divisional team? Why do we There's always play controversy? Tampa Bay. It's always like a controversy or a weird play that happens in the game, too. I think Chucky whines, and that's why. <laughs> I don't know, dude. But also not scoring a two-point conversion, because apparently he's retired or retiring. This all yeah, he and Tiki are going to be sitting on the beach watching the Redskins play in Tampa Bay. Mm. Excellent. But, yeah, Ethan Albright came in. They brought him in from Buffalo. Hasn't yep. had a bad snap since, so keep it up, dude. Sweet. Keep it up, dude. And um, that about wraps it up. Hopefully they'll get Dockery signed and get some of these uh, fancy accounting work done. And uh, As a matter of fact, Ethan Albright does such a great job. I think we're going to put a new T-shirt on the website, something about loving the Red Snapper. Why don't we get him on the show next week? We'll give him a call. Josh, sure, you're, you're a Tar Heel fan. He's, he's a Tar Heel. Maybe you can, yeah, uh, yeah. Maybe you can uh, track him down down there. We'll see what we can do. Mm-hmm. All right, man. All right, dudes. Um, until next week, uh, hail to the Redskins. Uh, drop us a line, Redskins hey. fan at HarryHogFootball.com. That's H-A-R-Y-HogFootball.com. What were you saying? Oh, wait, John. Oh, I was about to say we need to uh, talk about the talk about the uh, email address, but Aaron was about a second ahead of me. Oh, he brought it up. Yeah, Redskins fan at HarryHogFootball.com. That's H-A-R-R-Y-HogFootball.com. Send us a line. Next week we'll have the we'll have the fans. You know, the rest of the fans, you guys, because we're fans too. Um, kicking the balls and game balls for the year. And until then, if you see a Cowboys fan, Joke Joke em. Em.